By this point, you hopefully understand a lot about schizophrenia. There should be very few questions left, as I hope I've answered all the questions you could be curious about in this topic, and the questions that led you to this podcast in the first place. However, there may be one left. After Mark's story in the last episode, you may have had one final question. How can schizophrenia be cured? How did Mug's story wrap up? You can hear him say very obviously when introducing himself that he has schizophrenia, not had schizophrenia. So how is schizophrenia cured? Well, to start, it cannot. That's the simplest way of putting it. You've heard me say many times that it needs to be managed, but what's involved in this process? Before I talk to a few more people, I should clarify as to why schizophrenia can't be cured. Imagine you get cut by a very sharp, long tool. It will obviously take a long time to heal over, but that doesn't mean it's gone. You will always have the scar. Schizophrenia is kind of similar to that. It may initially be very intense and cause many problems, and with the right tools, such as medication or counseling, it may begin to improve, but it'll never fully recover. And if the scar gets reopened, or in schizophrenia's case, medication stops being taken, symptoms can return with a bloody vengeance. So basically, schizophrenia doesn't go away. It will always be with the person it's affecting. But it doesn't need to affect them as long as they're able to handle it. However, I sought more information on this topic, so I once again reached out to Rochelle and Mark, who had some more very interesting things to say. How long did it take for you to find the right medication? What type of testing happened? You know, we didn't do very much testing. I did a couple of um, brain scans to make sure that it wasn't caused by a growth or anything like that Um, but then it was about two or three years of trying different medications and different combinations of medications to find the one that worked for me the best there's just so many different causes and reasons that you have schizophrenia and you got to find the one that works best for your body what does schizophrenia look like to you now versus how it looked back then for me i've kind of normalized it that is just part of my life. It used to be this big scary monster that was gonna ruin my whole life and ruin my relationships and do all that stuff. But now it's just, it's part of my life and I understand it and I understand how to live with it safely. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. How is schizophrenia successfully managed? That's a better question than can it be cured, right? People can live with schizophrenia. If you think the brain has been down, it's been, In a way, like if someone's had a stroke, the brain has been damaged. If someone has schizophrenia and has had trauma, that trauma needs to be treated. It needs to be nurtured. So it's a, there's a way that like diabetes, it's a lifelong part of who I am. If I master it, it doesn't have to take me down or it doesn't have to control me. I can control it. So in that way, there's sort of a a cure, so to speak, but no magical thinking that, you know, I have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder myself and I have anxiety and I've mastered it. It doesn't interfere with my daily functioning. It's a lifelong thing to be considerate of, to make sure that I take my medication, that I see a therapist regularly, that I'm keeping it all in check, just like I would with my teeth if I go see a dentist every six months, if I'm seeing a doctor for whatever my diagnosis is, if I have cancer that's been in remission, I'm not fragile. There's a vulnerability that I need to honor and respect and treat it accordingly. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so to answer your question, schizophrenia can be treated with predictable, consistent, regular medication, therapy, mindfulness, that would be a similar prescription for what I would recommend for someone who has any number of a hundred diagnoses that that's possible. Right? I have epilepsy and I would do the same things that I would do for someone who has schizophrenia. Right? I'd I'd be much more mindful of what I eat. I'd have to be more mindful than some people have to be. So diet, exercise, those things that help me to thrive biologically are really important for the foundations of treating schizophrenia so that it doesn't control me and I learn how to control it and live a, the high functioning life that I'm capable of. I'm aware that Mark, a long, long time ago, spent a long time getting the right medication. How come there is like different medications for different people? How come it's not like the flu where you get a needle and that works for every person and they simply don't get sick. How come it doesn't work like that? That's the complexity of our brain and our mind and our neurochemicals. So that, as I mentioned before, the brain has a structure. It also has neurochemicals. So just like you and I could experiment, I know you're too young for this, but when you turn 18, probably you could be offered alcohol. You and I could take that same alcohol and our brains will respond very differently because it's going, it's, it's trying to address the issues of the brain. Medical, like the flu, taking a, 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 the same medication for many people, that's also why people still get the flu. There's breakthrough experiences that happen. It's not a one size fits all. But with the flu, with the physical symptoms, it can be more predictable than what happens with the brain because we don't know as much. We're at baby stages of learning about the brain and the mind and how it influences our quality of life. We know more about the pancreas. We know more about diabetes and treatment because we've, we know that when we have a broken arm because we have x-rays to show that. We're just learning. And like I said, it's still controversy. Some people don't even think brain scans are a relevant way to, to start to show what the brain is doing to respond to the environment. So there's a lot of individual differences. You're, you're basically taking something outside yourself and putting it into your brain. And that's why there's so many medications out there. If you were diagnosed with depression, I want to be doing therapy, t therapy with you to help you get the skills because we can't rely on the pills. We, they're helpful, but we are trying to experiment to see what, which one has the best effect on your brain that minimizes the the symptoms does that make sense yeah that does so would you say that there's a certain amount of like testing required for that yes i think i think that's very important to have a clinical assessment that's part of my journey to try to reduce the stigma of mental health so just like I might not love going to the dentist every six months, but I go to make sure to be proactive about it so that I can tell them what's going on for me so that we can address it sooner rather than later. And so having a medical doctor or someone that you trust to be able to talk to about these things and not have them immediately pigeonhole you or it's what would love do, not what would fear do when someone is coming in being courageous enough to tell you about some of their symptoms is how can I help? What's going on for you? Not what's wrong with you is such an important part of the process.
is being able to be courageous enough to say, this is what I'm experiencing and what's going on. How can I invite an expert in psychological processes, right? I'm the expert in my life and someone is an expert in psychological processes and together, how do we work to name so that we can tame figuring out how our brains work? That's the only way to overcome it. So clinical assessments, therapy isn't the only way, or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, it's not the only way, but having some sort of a support system that you trust that that says I'm your person and I have your back is I think a really important part of the process. Is there anything else you'd like to say to like the general public? You don't need to if you don't want to, but it's your call. Um, Well, I guess I want to thank you for your courage to face into this topic. I think more education is needed so that there's, it's a less fear-based way of approaching it. And I think, you know, every person gets to have kindness and compassion and is struggling with something. And I think what I've learned over the years, working with very courageous people who are brave enough to say, something's not right with my brain, help me is that underneath the literal meanings, there's a lot of symbolic meaning. We should listen to them. They have something really important to say and to tell us. Right, thank you. Just like I had said earlier, but in much more detail, Rochelle confirmed the idea that schizophrenia cannot be cured, but simply subdued to a point where it's no longer much of a problem. At first, this can sound scary. Schizophrenia clings on to somebody and it will not let go, ever. But again, it can be nearly eradicated to the point of it not affecting life at all. So again, why would you ever be afraid of schizophrenia?